Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning to you. It's a Monday. It's Super Monday. You'll hear that a lot as we head through the day. Certainly a super Monday for Chiefs Kingdom and Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the guys who now have three rings. Not all of them do, but some of them will soon possess three Super Bowl rings. The Chiefs as a franchise three in five years, which has only been done by a handful of teams. I said this earlier, I'll say it again, I didn't think we would have a dominant team so quickly on the heels of the Patriots. And remember, there was a break between the Patriots and Tom Brady then going to Tampa, winning a Super Bowl there. And yes, the Chiefs kind of at the end were providing some competition for Tom Brady's Pats. But to go to six straight AFC championship games, so soon after the Patriots had had their run of dominance in the AFC East and the conference as a whole, it's pretty impressive. It's surprising. I think a lot of times it'll go back to a dominant team that spawns another if this is the case. If your league or your sport is extremely competitive, every other team that has serious designs on winning and really wants to be part of the mix wants to be, in this case, the Chiefs want to be where the Patriots were for so long, well, you got to do what it takes, right? You've got to figure out how to lock up your quarterback, keep him happy, make sure you're using his talents and skills and abilities to the fullest. And that's where this relationship between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is so impressive. But also, they've had to make some tough decisions. This is not the same team that won the Super Bowl last year. It's definitely not the same team that won four years ago. It means letting guys go. It means bringing in new guys. It means sometimes taking the hits at a beginning of a season when you've got new receivers or young receivers. A couple years ago, it was the defense that was young. 
and now they've grown up together. Now, here's what happens over and over. The Patriots certainly know this. Patriots fans know it well. When you have a ton of success, you almost become a victim of that because individuals want to get paid, and they deserve to get paid. The average career for an NFL athlete is not even four years. Not everybody makes millions of dollars in multiple free agent contracts or multiple deals. That's actually not the norm or the average. So when a team that's not your team, meaning the team that you just won a title with or a couple titles with, in the case of the Patriots and the Chiefs, if they're not going to pay you and another team is, it's not selfish. Just, hey, I recognize this is an opportunity for me to make extra money. It's an opportunity for, in some cases, to make way more than I would have if I had stayed home. Not every athlete should take a hometown discount. In fact, I don't know if I'd recommend it for anybody. It's a case-by-case basis, right? But that will happen. There's defections that will take place as guys go elsewhere to get paid. And the hard decisions have to be made by the Chiefs because they certainly can't afford everyone, can't afford to pay everyone. But that's down the road. Just underscores the winning mentality or as Mahomes called it, the culture in Kansas City. And that is something they've built on the back of Andy Reid, whose broad shoulders can handle it. Is he right there in the conversation with Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time? He's got a lot of success. He's now the oldest coach in the NFL. Every single interview mentions cheeseburgers. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I heard him do it on Westwood One after Super Bowl 58. Good morning to you. I hope you enjoyed your Super Bowl festivities. Whether a party. Oh, hi, Travis Kelsey. Or whether you were watching it solo. Or whether you were nerd like me. And (laughs) this is a true story. I'm sitting in front of the TV. I'm taking my notes. I turn around. Husband is sleeping on the couch. His dog is sleeping next to the couch. My dog is sleeping on the other side of my chair. I was the only one. I don't know where the cat was. Cat doesn't like football. I was the only one who was awake in the house. <laughs> Did you know that he had fallen asleep? Or you just no. kind of turned around and were like, uh-oh. No. I, I, I thought he was watching the game. Oh, no. And I said something or made a comment, which I didn't do a lot of because it, it was a real long day. Took a red eye home and landed 7-15 on uh, on uh, Sunday morning at Newark. And so neither one of us had had a ton of sleep, so I get it. But there was a big play, and I turned around to see his reaction. Nothing. Eyes closed, propped up on a pillow, looking all kinds of comfy. <laughs> it's just a Super Bowl. I didn't, I know, I didn't throw anything at him. I just let him sleep. But then I looked down, as I say, both dogs, one on either side of the chair uh, between me and the hubs, the, uh, his dog was sleeping. What Penny was snoring. I mean, nobody had any respect for the Super Bowl in my house. That's an environment. That would have been hard. I would have just maybe just curled up with him. I don't know. <laughs> no, can't do that. <laughs> it's the Super Bowl. It's the last football game of the season. We waited for this. Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, waited for this. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence, the morning after Super Bowl 58, with all of its pomp and circumstance. Just before the top of the hour, we were making our way through some of the critical moments. Record-breaking and then record-setting field goals. That was one of the storylines early. 
Also, the fact that the Chiefs were stymied in the run game, specifically. Both the Chiefs and the Niners' defenses showed up early to play. Three turnovers that produced zero points. That's a testament to the defense. So, both star backs fumbling in the first half, and then a muffed punt. No, I take it back. Then the interception by Patrick Mahomes. That was the third turnover. Early in the second half, he throws a pick. He floats a ball, and it goes kind of in between two receivers right where the Niners can get to it. So, it was kind of a stalemate. And didn't move much in the third quarter. We got the trick play early. That put the Niners up 10 to nothing, and it stayed that way until a Butker field goal right before half. But then what some of you are calling a turning point certainly did seem to spark the Chiefs or at least pick up the torch and carry it after, I, I say, the runs by Patrick Mahomes kind of breathed new life into the Chiefs' offense, and that was third quarter. But yeah, after a Kansas City punt... Late in the third quarter, it seemed like a whole lot changed. Personal protectors McKinnon. High punt. Townsend goes down and now picked up by McLeod. Lane. He fumbles it. He fumbles the punt. A muff punt. And Kansas City's got the football. He's got the football at the San Francisco 17-yard line. Jalen Watson recovers the muff punt by Ray Ray McLeod. Mahomes, fighting for the end zone, wide open, caught, touchdown, Kansas City, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 16 yards on a seam up the numbers, and Kansas City has its first lead of Super Bowl 58. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio, yeah, the muffed punt was late third quarter, and the ball hit the back of a rookie's foot, and it's right away that Ray Ray McLeod sees it and doesn't want to touch it or well I don't say doesn't want to touch it recognizes that it's a live ball can't quite get to it isn't sure what to do and isn't able to keep it away from the Chiefs and so it's recovered by Kansas City and the very next snap it's Pat to MVS behind the defense so he got behind the defense Pat lofted it over the top for the touchdown and the lead a 16 yard strike and into the fourth quarter, we saw the aggressiveness of Kyle Shanahan, which of course reminded me of the the Super Bowl in which he was the O coordinator for the Falcons, and they were aggressive. They they <laughs> took the shots. They didn't run the ball, and it blew up in his face. But he did stay aggressive. They faced a fourth and three, but don't blink, George Kittle. Catches a ball shy of the first down marker, but reaches over and is able to move the chains. And Brock Purdy had some real nice moments. Obviously, the offense was tough to come by against these two defenses, but I felt like the stage was not too big for him. Second down nine, 11 minutes and 38 seconds to play in the Super Bowl. 49ers down at 13 to 10. Purdy. In the shotgun, McCaffrey left. Jennings outside of Ayuk uh, right. check and Kittle are tight left. Purdy back. Purdy throws and is caught by Juwan Jennings. Breaks a tackle. Touchdown! San Francisco! The savior, Juwan Jennings, what a dart. 
versus ti- uh, tight man coverage. Joan Jennings has thrown a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, and now he's caught one. Here's the extra point for a four-point lead. Oh, rut row, except the extra point was low and blocked. And so it was quite the roller coaster ride for the rookie, Jake Moody, who, by the way, did not miss all freaking seasons. So the Niners aren't in this situation without Jake Moody. So it's ridiculous to blame him for the loss in the Super Bowl. But that's a 16-13 lead instead of a 17-13 lead. And it certainly was a moment where you wondered, will it come back to bite them in the you-know-what? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Kansas City finds a gear late, and that's what Patrick Mahomes was talking about. Late in the season, the offense caught fire. Late in the game, actually in some of the other games, too, that we've seen, it's uncanny. I do believe this team is, well, the leadership is impervious to pressure. I don't even know if you could get Patrick Mahomes in a situation where he feels pressure. Not on a football field. I think he likes it. Put the Chiefs in a 10-point hole, a 10-point deficit, and they've got you right where they want you. We're here! We're here! Uh-huh. <laughs> so Kansas City, with the ball, starts chucking it around, and it's Travis Kelsey. And did you kind of feel it? As soon as Kelsey started making those connections, it became very obvious that the Chiefs not only were finding the edge but had the Niners defense back on its heels. This is what Travis Kelsey does. Who the heck knows how he finds himself so wide open? It's hard to lose a man that large, but his ability to find an open spot, his ability to stop and turn on a dime and park it, almost like a big man turning around and waiting for his point guard to fire a pass into the post, that's what Travis Kelsey does. He makes great V cuts. He works without the ball. He... Definitely runs into his coach and nearly knocks him over. He's intense. And he brings that energy the entire time. And that's why he and Mahomes have had such a a profitable and productive connection. So Kansas City gets into the red zone again all the way to the four-yard line with Pacheco running the ball and, and Kelsey and Watson with big catches. But San Francisco once again forces a field goal. And again, instead of the Niners being up by a point, it's tied at 16. So here's where you can start to feel the tension building, right? 5.46 left, the Niners get the ball. They take nearly four minutes off the clock, but they settle yet again for the go-ahead field goal. And when you realize it's a 53-yarder, well, that should tell you something. This Chiefs defense is and has been the star of the show this year for Kansas City. The number of times they were able to Limit Christian McCaffrey, certainly with the fumble early to take away an opportunity. I know they got pushed around in the first half, but they came back with a vengeance. So then Patrick Mahomes gets the ball back with 153 to go in the fourth quarter. And once again, looking for his number one target. Right, because... You may know where the ball is going, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that you know how to stop it. 
McKinnon the back, shotgun snap to Mahomes, drops back, left tackle ball, throws to Kelsey, 30, runs far side, 25, 20, sideline 15, knocked out of bounds at the 12, knocked out of bounds at the San Francisco 12, catch and run, Kelsey, 23 yards. But Butker now will try a field goal from 29 yards out to try to tie the game. That's six seconds to go. Butker's kick is perfect. This game is tied at 19-19 at three seconds to go in regulation. And how big is the Leo Chanel block PAT? Mm, Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. Here's the thing. A lot of people probably expected that the Chiefs were going to take the ball, go downfield, score, end zone, meaning a touchdown, and, and that would be it. It would add to Mahomes' legacy. But it didn't happen there. With three seconds to go, Harrison Butker tied the game. They did get one shot because of the timing on the clock. They got one shot at the end zone. But the pass to Kelsey in the left corner was short. I think Pat was feeling some pressure. Kelsey was well guarded, though. And he really couldn't get back to the football. The throw came in early. And they, with six seconds, I think it was six seconds left on the clock, they decided not to try one more shot. Romo was debating whether or not they should. They decided not to. And Butker ties it up at 19. Now, I can't explain all of the new overtime rules, but the critical point is that both teams have to touch the ball. So it doesn't matter as much. This is a complaint from teams about the coin flip and the sudden death aspect. If you score a touchdown on the first possession, oh, it's not fair. The other team got the ball. We never touched the ball. Well, how about your defense stop somebody? (laughs) I hated that complaint, but that's what they've done now. They've changed it. So Kyle Shanahan and the Niners win the coin flip and decide they will receive. I don't know why this is controversial. If both teams touch it, who cares? Like I, I don't know. You put your defense on the field last because your defense has been playing lights out most of the game. So they move the ball. They do a lot of extra CMC, a little extra mustard with Christian McCaffrey. And like we've seen so often with this Chiefs defense, they stand up in the red zone. They're opportunistic. They're a big play defense. They, as much as Patrick Mahomes, they understand how to win big games and pressure situations. So in the red zone, they stuff Christian. They put pressure on Brock Purdy. It was Chris Jones coming up the middle on third down. And they have to settle for another Jake Moody field goal. The Niners, by the way, only one for two in the red zone in this game. I'm not sure what's more telling. They only got into the red zone twice, or they just managed to capitalize a single time. But they do go up 22-19 with that Jake Moody field goal. See what I mean? They wouldn't even be in this situation without Jake. As for Kansas City in overtime, it's everything that Mahomes and the Chiefs offense has developed all year. Right? It, It took all the failures, all the setbacks, Probably didn't need quite so many drop passes to lead the league during the year. But all of that, the failure, the growth and adversity, multiple Chiefs mentioned that postgame is how much, including Pat, how much the adversity shaped them into the team that they are. No team starts the season ready to win a Super Bowl. And if you do, well, you've peaked too soon. It took the Chiefs every last snap of this season to be ready for this moment. But they were. And you can see the experience. You can see the leadership. You can see the ability to perform under pressure. You can certainly see that they take their cue from 
Pat and from Travis. And that's important for young guys. But also guys like Chris Jones and Nick Bolton and some of the others, Trent McDuffie, who had a huge play in the end zone to dock away what would have been a touchdown pass. Mahomes, I mean, this is what happens in big games. Late, when the pressure is ratcheted up, he looks to run. Third down, less than a yard, in the gun is the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, a knee-high shotgun snap, runs up the middle on the quarterback, draw the 30, broke a tackle, 25-20, down the middle he goes, inside the hash mark at the 15, finally tackled at the 13! A burst, a run, and a big-time play by Patrick Mahomes! McKinnon is in it, running back, first down and goal to go, play action fake, right side throw, touchdown! Kansas City, McCall Hardman, McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game, 25-22. And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs, champions of Super Bowl 58 on the heels of Super Bowl 57. Move over to England, Patriots. There's some new trophies on that shelf. The Chiefs are already talking about a three-peat, and I would say by now you probably shouldn't put it past them. Wait until you hear Mahomes' answer to the question about them being underdogs in their last three playoff games. All of them away from Arrowhead Stadium. They asked for it. Yeah. And they got what they asked for. (laughs) That one was in Buffalo. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, what stands out from Super Bowl 58? What about commercials? Usher. I still have some some extra, extra notes. That's the name of my note card with the stuff that's non-football. Extra, extra uh, that I'll get to. Reaction from both the Chiefs and the Niners. Good morning to you. Happy Super Monday. Actually, we've got some Chiefs fans who are finding us on Twitter, and they are feeling super. Uh, John says, joy, unmitigated, glorious joy. Fans since 1975, dare I say, gleeful. Yes, you can say whatever you want. Your chiefs and your chief's kingdom are... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Super Bowl champions again. It's After Hours with, <laughs> <laughs> with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties! Chasing Mahomes in the end zone! Their third Super Bowl in five years! The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25-22 in overtime. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Kevin Harlan with the call on Westwood One. It was Miko Hardman with a three-yard touchdown catch after one of those classic Andy Reid plays where there's a bunch of motion. Miko starts into the middle toward Patrick Mahomes and then stops on a dime, goes back to the right from whence he came, and because the defense had followed him, he was able to get into the corner of the end zone and be relatively wide open. And as he catches that ball, Mahomes and the rest of the Chiefs start racing toward Miko. In fact, I think... Mahomes was the first one to get to him in the end zone, kind of like following your shot. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Third Super Bowl win for the Chiefs in five years. Second against the Niners in that span. Second against the Niners in which they trailed by 10 points in that span. And the first back-to-back Super Bowl winner since New England in 03 and 04. There was a lot of moments post-game that I'd love to highlight, but we don't have time for all of them. We have the week to talk about the Super Bowl win. But the the question about dynasty has been asked over and over, and I kind of felt like it was too early. But if you saw the pregame interviews that were done, Nate Burleson sat down with Patrick Mahomes earlier in the week on CBS. It was Boomer. Esiason, who talked to Brock Purdy. And they each ended with the same question. After Super Bowl 58, the Niners are blank. And Purdy's quick response was champions. After Super Bowl 58, the Chiefs are... Pat's answer was dynasty. Was a dynasty. Not just champions, but a dynasty. And so he was asked on the podium on CBS by Jim Nance about whether or not the Chiefs have reached that dynasty status. It's the start of one. We're not done. I know we're going to celebrate tonight, celebrate the Pride Wednesday, Kansas City, but we're not done. We've got a young team. We'll keep this thing going. Well, I'm sure that's just what the rest of the NFL wants to hear. And what about underdogs exactly? Did you know? Of course you knew. Underdogs in the last three games. Just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. (laughs) That's right. 
Save your trash talking for when the work is done. They asked for it. They got what they wanted. They asked for it. Yeah. And they got what they asked for. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you think the Chiefs are out of their element when they're away from Arrowhead, and yet this just keeps adding to what they're capable of. Andy Reid, he now has a third Super Bowl win as a head coach. He's made appearance before that, of course, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then one loss with the Chiefs. He has a ring with the Packers when he was a quarterback's coach. I think that was his role with Brett Favre. And Patrick Mahomes wants everyone to know he's the dude. He's one of the best coaches of all time. I believe he's the best coach of all time. I mean, I know he doesn't have the trophies yet, and I have a lot of respect for some of those great coaches. Um, But the way he's able to navigate every single team he has, um, continue to have success no matter where he's at, um, and for me, he brings out the best of me because he lets me be me. I think that's that's important is he doesn't try to make me anyone else. I, I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being the, my head coach. Um, and um, and, he, he, and that, other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be, and that's something that I think is uh, truly special. Appreciate our guys for the great job that they did, the players and the coaches. Defensively, our guys came out and played their hearts out like they've done all year, kept us in the game, and then – the offense just kind of persevered through it. Uh, tough in the first half, tough sledding, and they did a little better. We did a little better in the, the second half. Um, and then, obviously, the last drive was a thing of beauty. And uh, and all of this, uh, congratulations to the 49ers for being here. Kyle is a great head football coach. The 49ers are lucky to have him. And um, what a game, right? What a game. It, it could have gone either way. And it was just one of those one of those games. I feel fortunate to have been on the, the positive side of it. So the Chiefs, they can use that D word. I still say next to the Patriots, it's eh, it, it's a baby dynasty. Is there such a thing? Remember the whole debate between goat and baby goat, which drove me nuts. Now it's dynasty and baby dynasty. <laughs> It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Chiefs defense in the second half really able to limit Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy and lock down when they had their opportunities in the red zone. We can start playing a little bit more man coverage. Uh, our, our corners, again, I think I said a little bit earlier, is the strength of our defense, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, getting hands on and uh, disrupt routes. Uh, we're in a zone, man. There's so much moving in motion, and you can't really get hands out to get guys up there pressed. And uh, second half, he's up there, man. Our corners being aggressive, taking away the inside routes, man, making them throw the ball outside. And, uh, yeah, just rallying and tackling the run game. In Spags, we trust, man. It's been something we believe in. In Spags, we believe that he has the scheme to beat anybody, especially with a given amount of time that we had to prepare for these guys. And throughout the year, in um, his schematics, I hate that he wasn't up for assistant coach of the, uh, yeah. of the year, which he's done a heck of a job from last year to this year. And, and, and we believe in his philosophy on defense, and I think it showed this year. Christian McCaffrey did have 160 yards, so no one's sneezing at what McCaffrey did. But what I liked about the Chiefs' defense, even when they were tired, boy, did they dig down deep. Because they were these long possessions, and the Niners were trying to run the ball. And you probably heard the conversation between Jim Nance and Tony Romo about when Spagnolo, Steve Spagnolo, should blitz, when he should send everybody, got to get pressure on Purdy. But if you sell out, you get you could get picked apart behind you. And, and so it, there was a time where it felt like the Niners not only were dominating the line of scrimmage, 
but they were also able to get the Chiefs back on their heels. So McCaffrey had numbers, but deep in the game when they needed touchdowns instead of field goals, the Chiefs kept them out of the end zone. Steve Spagnolo, as Chris Jones calls him Spags, is the first four-time Super Bowl winner as a coordinator. I wonder if he's interested in going back to being a head coach. It's kind of like some of these other coordinators that have incredible success. Dan Quinn obviously wanted to go and be a head coach again, but he he waited a couple of years and took a job in the same division. <laughs> his defense is going to enjoy it. Well, his former defense is going to enjoy that challenge. Isaiah Pacheco was asked on Westwood One, what would the Vince Lombardi trophy say now if it could talk? We're united. United. That's what it's going to say on there. United. On the trophy, going to say united. Last year was Edge. This year was united. It took every single one of us. 53 men, coaches, the guys that wouldn't even play on the sideline. It took every single human being on that sideline to get this victory tonight. It's adversity. Visualize it, see it, make it happen. We've seen it. We've been there before. It's time to punch in that clock, eliminate distractions, and focus on us. They definitely do have a culture. And once you have culture and you have chemistry and you have the kind of leadership they have at the top, it's not impossible. No such thing as impossible in sports, but it is really difficult to crack. They take hits and they keep on coming. They do have the heart and metal of a champion. It's funny, too, because I'm not sure everybody learned their lesson. Maybe some of you learned your lesson after watching before the 22 season what the rest of the AFC West had done, all the improvements, the coaches, the quarterbacks, the influx of high-priced free agents. What happens? The Chiefs were dethroned as AFC West champions before they ever started the season. The AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'll be honest. I don't know what rebuilding means. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. Oh, we get to hear drunk Patrick Mahomes and, well, drunk everybody at the Chiefs' next ticker tape parade. But, yeah, remember, that was before 22. And then they go out and they win another AFC West. They host another AFC championship. They beat the Eagles in come-from-behind fashion again. This is kind of their M.O. Well, this was all new this postseason after the worst statistical year of Patrick Mahomes' career. So people learn maybe not to doubt the Chiefs until the playoffs. Oh, then they're underdogs. So not during the regular season. Why? Because the AFC West stinks. But once you get to the playoffs, oh, well, you guys, you've lost your edge. You're not as good anymore. You're on the road. You're not at Arrowhead. They like a challenge. In fact, I'm telling you, when they get down by 10, they're extremely comfortable. Right where they want to be. The Niners have found it out now twice. And here's something else dawned on me after the game. Only two Super Bowls have ever gone into overtime. I was at the first one. Kyle Shanahan on the wrong end in both. Offensive coordinator for the Falcons and now head coach for the Niners. Pain. We'll hear from a few of the Niners, plus some of my extra, extra notes 
things that uh, I had catch my attention outside of sometimes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Commercials all blend together. But outside of the game, I have an extra, extra card for other notes. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! What I can't live with is when I do stuff that I didn't plan on doing or that I didn't do and second-guess myself. And um, I'm proud of what we did today as a coaching staff and as players in terms of we did, we worked and we did everything that we planned on doing. We just didn't get it done. And any play that didn't work out, yeah, you always look at that stuff. But that's that's how every game is, and that's what we work at. I mean, I heard the most for the players. Those are the guys, I mean, it's just it's such a – can't tell you guys how long it takes to get here and just how long an NFL season is um, going through January and all the way into February. So um, our guys, I heard for the most. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Kyle Shanahan knows this feeling all too well. I saw him walk in the concourse like past him after the Patriots have rallied past the Falcons in the Super Bowl in Houston. That was the first and then the for the only uh, for a while to go into overtime. Yeah, I just happened to pass him in the concourse. And I have said this many times on the air. I will never forget the look on the man's face. Shock and dejection, disappointment, disbelief, numb. No doubt a lot of those same feelings. Not quite the same shock maybe, but still overtime on the wrong end for the second time in a Super Bowl. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Dang it! Comes from Tim Ryan and Greg Papa on Niners Radio. It was quite the blow for the defense to lose Dre Greenlaw about 9.15 to go in the second quarter. He tries to explode off the sidelines, they get right back in the game, and ends up tearing his Achilles, as we find out after. I'm sick to my stomach. I'm still sick. Uh, you know, I'm, I see him at halftime, and I'm just I'm crying because I, I just I'm so hurt for him and obviously wanted to win this for him, and sickening. 
Of course, yeah, I, sent, I saw him uh, halftime, saw him obviously towards the end of the game when he was out there on the sideline, and uh, horrible. I mean, he just been dealing with that, that same Achilles injury for the last few weeks, and so, um, you know, we ran out on the field together, and I see him drop down, and you know, I knew exactly what happened. Ugh, Fred Warner. Uh, these guys are battling together, and that was a huge blow for the Niners defense, though it had been a rel- relatively healthy team heading into the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy finishes 23 of 38, 255 yards and a touchdown. I suppose there will be people who want to use this as evidence that he's not the quarterback, that the Niners say that he is, you know, game manager, system QB, all of that jazz. Well, it doesn't matter what you say about him. Nobody feels worse than does Brock. When you have a good offense like the Chiefs do and, and what Mahomes can do, um, you know, for us, it's it's like, all right, we have to, you know, score touchdowns. And um, we had opportunities to do so, I think. Shot ourselves in the foot with, you know, just penalties and the operations and, and stuff. So um, I got to be better um, in terms of, you know, leading the guys and, and just, you know, I think how I handle things in the huddle and tell them, telling them, you know, what to expect, stuff like that. So, um but, yeah, at the end of the day, I think we had the team, the offense, to, to score touchdowns, and I think I failed to put our team in position to do that. Yeah, they did not capitalize by getting into the red zone or using their two red zone opportunities. By the way, do you hear Patrick Mahomes in the background? These guys are set up in, in like, large rooms, probably uh, parts of the convention center, well, the stadium, and you can hear Pat's press conference echoing in the background uh, where he's got a decidedly different tone. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. We took a bunch of calls earlier. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. And we'll continue heading into Monday, kind of processing. But Pat does win yet another Super Bowl MVP. And right away, he points to what makes the Chiefs so good. It's culture, man. I, I got brought into this culture. Um, Alex Smith was leading this team. Um, they had the, the pieces in place, and Coach Reed was the, the ultimate leader. And I got brought in, and I just kind of try to exemplify that and, and keep pushing to be even better. And um, that's why in moments like this, we had guys come through, and um, it, it truly is special. It really is special um, just to, to be able to say we're back-to-back champs. couple of extra, extra notes that I took. Uh, about pregame, love the Frank Sinatra my way, huge Frank fan, and that was really cool how they interspersed uh, video footage of him singing with the families of the handful of players like Purdy and Frank Smith and Kelsey and Debo Samuel and just there, the emotions of the families, and then the players seeing the families get emotional and how much that meant to them. Uh, Jerry Rice and Tony Gonzalez doing the intros for their respective teams, those two Hall of Famers. Uh, Post Malone with America the Beautiful, Reba with the with the national anthem, and CBS flubbing on the flyover. I'm still so angry about that. And also, how about Travis Kelsey getting angry right after the Pacheco fumble in the first half and nearly knocking over Andy Reid? They were both asked about it after the game. He caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He, cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. <laughs> Um, he was really coming over just to go, just put me in, I'll score, I'll score. You know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time. So, I uh, listen, I appreciate him. It did look dangerous, though. Had Reed hit the ground, I think Kelsey would be taking a lot more criticism. But as it was, in his ire and his anger and his intensity, he ran right into him. I mean, they're both big dudes. Uh, but it, 
I didn't love that. There was a lot of frustration there. I get it. Reed's going to stump for his guy every time. And they're saying we're going to continue to work together for a 12th season. I mean, Reed's talked about Travis not keeping his temper under wraps when he was younger. And it's not the first confrontation between the two. Again, they're used to each other. It's like family. But I didn't love that. And if he had knocked him over, you can imagine he would have felt like hell that he knocked his chief over, or his uh, chief, yeah, his chief chief over. So there are a lot of uh, incredible moments that we'll, we can talk more about. But ultimately, the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions for the third time in five years, and they've built their own baby dynasty. Nah, nah, it's just the actual D word. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook, and we'll continue with the fallout. See, I kept my Taylor Swift mentions to a minimum, but it doesn't matter. She is happy. They are happy. Chiefs Kingdom is happy. And I'm happy that we survived Vegas in the Super Bowl. We'll have stories from Vegas the rest of this week, too. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.